Hey everybody, Josh Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast. Josh Sheridan here. It's been a minute, uh, but I'm excited about today's guest, Kyle Widener from Wreath, among many other things. Uh, you may know him from Shuffle. You may know him from other bands that he's been in. He's kind of a unique character in the local music scene. He's got a depth of knowledge that's maybe comparable only to his bandmate Elliot as far as well, we'll talk about who knows more, uh, <laughs> you, you know, who knows more about the, the good stuff. But uh, Kyle Widener's here on the show. Thank you so much for coming by. Of course. Of course, my man. So I first met you uh, tending bar at Shuffle, and you I did. didn't realize until sometime into the conversation that you were bros with Elliot, that you were in a band with Elliot. And uh, everything started to click at that point. Yeah, it was like a two plus two moment. Um, yeah, I've known Elliot for I literally since I was 18, I'm almost 29 now, so almost almost 11 years. Are you a Tampa guy originally, or did you migrate here? No. Um, so my dad was in the Air Force. Oh, yeah. And my mom is actually, um, she's, an, she's an immigrant from England. Really? Yeah. So I, I lived in England uh, for a very small um, portion of my childhood. Uh, my dad met her overseas while he was stationed over there. Whereabouts? Where they met exactly, I don't. It, where did you live? I lived in um, a town called Peterborough, which is where um, my grandmother still lives, actually. It's a small nothing uh, town. And then I also later up ended up in another town called Newborough, which is an even lesser of a town and um, and just like pretty pretty much a farming town. Yeah. I was hoping you'd say you were from Liverpool so I could call you a scouser. I just learned the phrase scouser. Now, um, well, I just... My, uh, my 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 grandfather was his favorite soccer team was Liverpool. Though, okay, so, yeah, yeah. So he's a scouser. He was. He was. <laughs> yeah. He was a scouser. <laughs> Do you go back to England at all? You know, I haven't been back since I was eighteen. Um, nothing. N no reason why, other than it just it's, expensive. It's expensive. And now and COVID and yeah, before September eleventh. And, and, and I, I love my family, but we we all see each other uh, whether they come over here or uh, the last time I saw them that side of the family we were in Japan actually we were in Tokyo. Why were you there? Um, my uncle on that side of the family uh, married a woman who is uh, my new aunt, Aya. She's great. Um, I have new, new cousins that they just had, too. It's pretty cool. Um, she is Japanese, and her whole family lineage is from Japan. Oh, wow. So that was that was the... the like the meeting spot between the two fans, you know what I mean? Well, I want to get there and talk about that, but I kind of, you know, the trajectory that I do on this pretty, pretty uh, groundbreaking as I start <laughs> from childhood and go forward. Yeah, I, know, I got you. I, I know it's you. it's very, you know, non-traditional, but yeah. Uh, so how old were you when you moved from England? Mm, I want to say about nine or 10. So you were old enough to recall living there. Oh, yeah. No, oh, okay. I, I, I remember the farms. I remember like the, my friends in the neighborhood. Like I remember going to the Church of England school, like in this old haunted like building. The picture I have <laughs> in my mind is an amalgamation of early Beatles movies, The Wall, and like like you all have knickers on, you all have knee socks. <laughs> You're playing some form of like kick the can it's, with like really quaint accents. It's it's more like what's what's that uh what's that David Bowie movie, the that Velvet Goldmine? The, the, the vampire yeah. one. The vampire oh, one. The, the, the hunger? hunger? Yeah. yeah. It's uh it was more like that where we all had like 
bowl cuts and like yeah uniforms yeah like so yeah somewhere between the hunger and and, and the wall is, you, is, is pretty you can't good have any pudding <laughs> until you eat your meat yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but the meat is is probably human flesh <laughs> so uh did you have an accent at all when you came over oh for sure yeah you, you, i mean my mom still does does it come out at all with you when you're drinking or mad or whatever no if my family um if my british family is around me though or if there's other if there's enough people around me and they're all there. There has to be like some form of constant like conversation in in that dialect and accent for me to like kind of like have it rise out of me. But it, it can a, a little bit. You can get yourself there. Kind of sort. Kind of sort. Yeah. Are you an only child? Do you have siblings? So I have a half brother and a half sister. But I mean, when you're siblings, you're just siblings. You know what I mean? It's not Lord of the Rings. You don't have halflings. Yeah. Um, It'd be cool if you actually had like a half of a brother and a half of a sister, like. Just like, I don't know, roll, rolling them around. <laughs> That's um, got to be a joke that somebody no, made. Yeah, no, There's got to sure, be a I'm time sure, in the I'm world sure. where somebody has lost their legs or something. Oh, and for sure, man. They've been referred to as my half-brother. <laughs> for sure. Very off-color, I'm sorry, but that's just uh, the It's okay, it, it happens. Um, but I didn't really grow up with them. Um, you know, like, we're all cool, and I love them, and I'm, I'm an uncle, too, actually. Um but yeah, no, we, we didn't really grow up together. They, Where they, did music enter your life? Let's see, man. That's uh, I want to say right when we right when we got to Florida. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Um, so you left England, home of the Beatles, the Stones, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, and were introduced to music by arriving in Tampa, Florida. Um, no. So of all <laughs> places, we actually we we moved from from England to uh to Brandon, Florida. It wasn't even Tampa. Um, That's brutal. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a pretty That's drastic like change. Landing on Mars, man. man. It. It's, it's like coming from Mars and landing on like a really it's just a like, real lane, like a CVS. Yeah, like a yeah. CVS parking lot. Yeah, that's exactly what that's like. <laughs> so, uh, so why Brandon from England? Most of my Air dad. Force? Most of my dad's family was here, and he's like, I want to retire in Florida for whatever, for whatever reason, and um, and it's funny because we don't even really like speak to that side of the family <laughs> was he was he a strict military dad was it a great santini type of situation you know is that where your your punk ethos is a, a rebellion against you know tight bed corners and no no um that the the love of just like the melodies and rhythms of, of punk music comes from just like some childhood friends um, that I I met when I moved to Brandon, Florida, and they showed me like less than Jake. And then at the time, I was already kind of into skateboarding. Skateboarding. So the the classic millennial Tony Hawk's pro skater, like, but really all of those soundtracks do do slap, and they're they're good. But specifically, one of the first video games I remember like having is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two. What was and the one that had CKY uh, that I, I just remember? Honestly, hearing man, that song a bazillion times. I'm, I'm going to be straight with you. I I have absolutely no idea. Okay. I, I just remember it was one of them. Yeah, no, no yeah. I I that doesn't surprise me. I remember specifically Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two though. It had Melon Collins, uh, No Cigar, Lagwagons, May Sixteenth, um, and it had some other like outlandish bands like the Dub Pistols, who like kind of dipped their toes in ska, but weren't like really like a ska. they're more like a, a trip hop or whatever like '90s Euro hop, yeah, you want to call it, but. So like from that, it 
I don't know, like from skateboarding, I guess, got me into punk. It got me into metal. Well, Um, Brandon, I have divined through a few years of doing this podcast, has this weird vibration, especially as you get to the Palm River Road, Claire Mel area, you start to develop the Dave Deckers of the world and all these different people who kind of vibrate at a different frequency than most people do. So there is, there is, there is something to that area having a effect on people musically. For sure. Um, and then it was really actually, I, my parents got divorced and then, uh, we moved, we moved to Bradenton. Oh, wow. Um, so that, that's where I went to middle school and high school is, is Bradenton. So you've got the original Daddy Cool down there. Was that down there when you were down there, or had it, it already w- moved? It was not, but I I got. Um, Do you know the Burke brothers, or you know any of? I I can't say I I know, I know of them. I I don't. I've never met them. Well, so they sure. were. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously they're have gone will travel now, but they had their and I'm blanking on it. It's not the Chastity Ring. I'll remember it after. But they had their own kind of like punky hardcore thing going on down there. For sure. Um. You know, and in Bradenton, uh, Bradenton, excuse me. Um. Growing up, we had like a clique of like punk kids, yeah. And like, I definitely played in like ska bands and punk bands, and eventually hardcore bands, right? You know, that were now were drums your your gateway drug, or did you get into it with a cheap guitar, or you know, what was your? I'm I'm actually primarily by trade a bass player. Really? Yeah. So, um, I and I I had a. Man, my teacher was awesome. He was the fill-in bass player for, uh, sorry, not the fill-in bass player. Uh, Greg would have slapped me if you heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the primary bass player for for the Greg Almond band. Oh wow! Yeah, that's badass. So that was my teacher. Is uh, his name is Greg Voorhees. I'm not sure if he's uh, still around or not, but he was a really cool guy. Now, now, how did those work? Was it, you know, tell me what songs you want to know how to play, and I'll teach you? Pretty or was much. He teaching you blues theory on bass, or he, was he... he taught me a little bit? But once he saw that I really wasn't that interested in it, that. He had to like grab my attention somehow. That's when he was like bringing some CDs. So I, I bring the it. Did Dookie make its way in there? That the bass? Well, honestly, man, no, no, it didn't. Um, at that time, that was like right when when Green Day had uh, American Idiot out, and I was already, like, yeah. I was like already kind of a snobby like bratty yeah. punk kid by then. For sure. So I was just like, I I definitely bought the CD, but there was like two songs on it that I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then by by when the real Bratty stages started coming on, I was like, man, this is impossible. <laughs> no, well, no, I mean, you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir. I'm exactly yeah. the same way. The reason I bring up Dookie, though, is the number of people around your age who have, every time I ask them how they learned to play their instrument, mm-hmm. almost invariably it's, that it's album was what they were trying to play. Dookie. Like uh michael j from wolf face you know he started out playing bass in a band next season over in clearwater that was like a hardcore band and, okay yeah and i can see that he sure. was playing bass to dookie uh ade from uh black clash dookie and then you get to the older some of the older guys like yeah. slap reality they really like seven seconds and i i really like seven seconds yeah. actually but that's that's a later jump in the conversation sure sure sure, sure. um no i guess like my like bass album that i like loved playing to is you're saying is as other people's dookies was uh the self-titled rage the machine album well 
I mean, <laughs> that was that was like my my base album. He's a f- killer. I mean, the guy looks like a linebacker and was very a very aggressive aggro bass player. Uh, I want to say Timmy C. What was was the guy's name? Tim Comerford. Yeah, there for we sure. Go. There yeah. Go. No, I, I I remember I remember early on seeing him. He's I remember in MTV when he climbed up to the top of that huge <laughs> fucking statue. He was like rocking it while. Other people were doing it, but uh, my, the, I mean, for me, I'm older than you are, for but sure. um, Mike Watt and then Flea were both like. I had a big Chili Peppers phase when, yeah. when I was learning bass. I mean, I feel like if you're, yeah, if you're like a, a general rock player. Les Claypool and Flea Les Claypool, was who Flea, always, always, because they just Vic, did. Victor Wooten too, you know. They were like magicians. They were making sounds come out of those things that for you're like. Sure. I remember I saw it wasn't Primus, but it was a sideband sausage. Uh, and they played uh, at where was it? I think it was at the fairgrounds. I forget who else they played with. I feel like it was Helmet. It was Helmet, Sausage, and somebody else. Oh, but that cool. was when Les Claypool started doing Master of Puppets on the bass. Yeah. And yeah. It, I remember seeing videos of that from, from back in the day. And we were all just like, oh, my God, that's yeah. the best thing ever. I mean, now people, that's gotten to be a little bit more of a hack trope of it's It's a little more of a novelty. On, yeah, yeah. On bass it's, it's kind of a novelty. Um, and then my dad also introduced me to uh, – my dad was the one who introduced me to The Cure, which is like a lifelong oh, obsessive band for fucking me. Fucking A. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disintegration, top five album for me uh, ever. I'm I'm really, I'm having a big uh, head on the door phase right now, but Disintegration is, is a classic for sure. Yeah. Um, And then he also, he showed me my first Metallica song. So that kind of like was the one. Your dad did? Yeah, 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 he he showed me Enter Sandman. When you say um, he showed you, do you mean he played it for you or was he playing to it? Oh, no, he's not a musician. Okay, um, okay. No, 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 o- only my, my brother is the only other musician in the family, but he didn't really influence me as a player. So uh, how did how did the bass find its way into your hands? Uh, from, from the you same... You mentioned the Almond Brothers, but I mean, like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, bass bass <laughs> is a weird one to to, to get into. Um, it, it is, it is, man. Um... It was honestly just because my the same friends who showed me like Less Than Jake and NXPX and Mess and those just bad early 2000s like wannabe pop punk bands, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Like sa- safe pop punk. Um, not Less Than Jake, though. They're still great. Um, you, are, are you on that fictitious band name repository? Yeah, I, I am. Did you see the bodies by Less Than Jake? I, I thought that I, was brilliant. I, 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 I didn't see that one yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Yeah, it was uh, my friend uh, Nick and his brother Mike played drums, and then my friend Nick played guitar, and they're like, "You should play bass." And then I did, and then we moved, and then I just never, I kind of just never stopped. If you want to be in a band, play bass or play drums because everybody needs a fucking For bass sure. player and a drummer. For sure, man. If you want to have a real hard time getting into a band, play guitar. <laughs> yeah, play, play, you're just gonna start yeah. your own band and yep, just be yep. a singer songwriter. Oh uh, yeah, man. Um, I play guitar too. Actually, I'm playing guitar in my. Uh, it's it's not released yet, but I have a new like '90s alternative emo really? thing coming oh, out wow. soon for awesome. sure. Yeah. All right, so bass. Uh, Greg Allman, man. Brace Greg okay. Allman, wait, yeah. wait, how old are you? How old is Kyle around this time? Oh uh, man, Kyle's is probably about eleven. 11-year-old Kyle time, learning yeah. the Allman Brothers. That's sick. <laughs> he, he was he was learning the Misfits and the Damned and the Clash and Radiance the Machine and Faith No More and some some and like Parliament too. What's the first band? What or what's the first Ooh. attempt at a band? Ooh. Um 
So I, I remember my first show, my first band's name. And um, I'll, I'll, I'll stick by this statement that if you were in a high school ska band, that we're probably friends now. Yeah. Do you know Woody? <laughs> I, I used to play in a band with okay, Woody. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, for, I mean, I guess you're for like, both. For yeah. like six or seven years, me and him played in station cases together. Which one of you is the side piece and which one of you is the uh, wife to Elliot? Um. I feel like you guys are both playing constantly. I mean, yeah, man. I, every I, two seconds, I, I see a wreath I, or a vacancy announcement. But you guys are getting some stage time this year. Getting getting so much stage time this year. Making up for the past year. Ma- literally making up for the past year and uh, and more. And uh, I'm actually I'm, I'm going on tour with uh, with a band soon called Farseek. Really? Yeah. That my my friend Cameron, um, me and him used to have an emo band back in the day called Betterment. That we used to do, and uh, and uh, he moved to Ohio, and then moved back to Georgia, and then now he does some like cool like dancey nineties emo influenced like indie rock. It's very cool. That's pretty cool. So first band, uh, you said ska band in high school, but you didn't tell me who it was. Um. All right. Can't remember. I don't want to say. Oh, it's a little bit of both. It's don't want to say. Okay, well, that's fine. Don't want to say. That's fine. You don't have to say. That's fine. (laughs) This is this is all this is all fluff and vanity. So I don't for sure. So um, how and did you guys play live at all? Did you play any? Yeah. You know, people's garages, people's backyard parties, that sort of thing. People's garages, backyard parties. We played at Spot a whole bunch. Now, were you? that, that's, that's how I met Woody. Actually, okay. Is just from were you solely the the music kid, or were you into? Did you play sports, or were you... when I was like super young, man, I played hockey, and I still like hockey, but it never was like a like passion a purpose or a passion. You know what I mean? Music is definitely like the purpose and the passion. Um, besides that, I'm a huge like dork. Just like I've collected comic books on and off sure, since sure, I sure. was nine. Like. Skateboarding holds my interest, but I don't really like go out and skateboard because I'm too afraid to like break a pinky oh, yeah. or something. I mean, yeah, it's brutal. It's, yeah, it, it's it's so hard because I, you know, I I talk to friends who are younger and like my buddy uh, Greg from Wolfface. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He he just put up a half pipe in his backyard and he's like, "Come on over, come on over." It's like. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to come on over. Yeah. I'm going to eat shit, break my arm. <laughs> my wife's going to hate me because I'm not going to be able to help with the kids. And like, I'm going to have to get someone else to type up my pleadings and my court. So it's, it's like your own doom scrolling. You're, you're yeah. doom scrolling your own future. I, uh, <laughs> no future that I write ever ends well. It always, it always gets pretty blue pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, man, I feel that. So uh, did you go all the way through 12th grade? I did. I did. And uh, where'd I, you go? I went to uh, to King Middle School and Manatee High School, and man, like those kids are very v- narrow minded is the, the nicest way to put it. Both at both at, at both, man. They're, so were a you lot kind of, of marginalized a little oh, bit, kind of yeah, for sure, yeah. man. Like, so what happens when you get out of high school? Uh, I end up going to USF St. Pete for a little bit. Okay. Um. And still to this day, I've never gotten any any college degree, even though I've, you know, gone. I'm, I'm not really going to school now, but um, yeah, on, on and off for, for a good couple of years, just between trying to figure out a majors before just coming to a conclusion. And what about just, work? I've, I've always super been into beer and like chemistry behind beer and the beer industry is almost like being in like a 
DIY punk or metal kind of like very much so community. So that's really cool. So shout out to all the beer homies in Tampa. Um, and so that kind of held my interest. And for work, I've done a numerous. You know, I've bartended for for a hot minute. I've bar backed for a hot minute. Um, I've even been like a brand rep, you know, before. Like, didn't you? Did you work resume. with Sam, or was it you that worked with Sam with Vips? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. And uh, have you ever looked at getting into that part of it, like the the brew the brew world, or? It's honestly who's the uh, path of increased difference. I, I, that's 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 Tim. Tim, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, he's been on the show and he kind of For sure. occupies these different worlds oh, yeah. and yeah, does yeah, all yeah, that absolutely, stuff. Absolutely, man. I'm excited about his deviant libation whenever that Dude, finally his beer, takes off. His beer is going to be great, and I know it's going to be a cool space. And Tim is like one of the nicest dudes in Tampa that I've. Yeah. I've had the pleasure of meeting. So yeah, I have, I have nothing but great expectations for that place. So give me a little bit of the evolution of bands after high school to present. Okay. So, um, my outward, like high school band, I, w- I was playing drums in a band called laughing Gas. It was kind of like old hot water music Okay, with some like, I don't know, like alkaline trio, like okay. influence general pop punk meets like a little bit darker h- hot water yeah. style, like post hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quit that to join like a hardcore band when i was about 17 18 is like when like the tougher style of hardcore was really like speaking to me um so then i played drums in a band called stay away for a hot minute so let's get to drums how do we get to drums from bass um so i picked up drumming going back uh around when i was 12 just because i thought they were cool and then um, I, how, I, how do you pick up drums? I mean, did you have a teacher? Or did you just <laughs> no, watch? No, did you no. just figure it out? I kind of just figured it out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I kind of just I've always had like a decent like hand eye coordination, hand foot coordination, like and and decent timing. So like I kind of just picked up like the rest. It's of such the an alien language myself. if your entry to music is through guitar or these other things. You know, I always love talk. Yeah. I, I love talking to the drummers about their process because some of them are similar. Others of them are different. I, I forget who it was, but I was asked, I don't know if it was uh Dimitri from, you know, meat wound yep, from, yep. or who it was, but they're like, no, I just name this part, this and say times three. And then I name this part that and whatever. And like, I, I don't even do that. Man. No, you like, just remember yeah, it and play I, it. I kind of just, yeah, I kind of just remember it and play it. Um, when, when it comes to Wreath, we, we were so practice heavy and, and reliant on that. So I kind of just have most of the songs drilled into my head. But. Was there a discussion before Wreath started about, hey, let's do a project that's like this? Or did you just guys say, let's be a band and see what it sounds like? Or um, No. So they they, uh, they they had been writing for a hot minute and uh, they just didn't really have any drummers that worked out. And I, um, I said yes. Um kind of understanding the style of like that rev summer kind of like dc hardcore um kind of vibe and i already kind of liked it but i kind of wanted to throw in like some like fugazi style post hardcore like rhythmic sections and kind of mix in that like first wave of emo melodic hardcore mixed with like with Fugazi, there was almost this Fugazi weird reggae, kind of st- like, oh, yeah, yeah, like world sure. music drumming type. I, I, I throw, I throw that in melodies for sure. and ry- rhythm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely throw that in, man. So you're the uh, was it was Paul Simon's? What was the the Clash? The Mama Black Lombaz or whatever that like supposedly uh, wrote yeah. like half of Graceland. Yeah, Someone yeah, joked okay. about that the other day, and it got me down a rabbit hole of where that whole vibe came from. But anyway, okay, so weird. what what existed first, vacancy or wreath? 
I'm not in vacancy. I know you're not, but what uh-huh. existed oh, first? Um, vacancy would, had long been a band before Wreath, I'm pretty sure. Because I would imagine that Wreath was, I mean, there's going to be some discussion of we're not going to be the same thing as this other band because that wouldn't make any a- sense. Elliot wasn't actually planned to be in Wreath originally. Really? Well, he, he was, but he wasn't. So he he was planned for that, but it was really, it was Eric and Matt's idea. Okay. That they wanted this like rev summer influence. How did you know those guys? Band. I've known Eric since I was like 18. And uh, Eric's a guitar player, right? Eric's a guitar player. He used to play in Awkward Age. My old band Betterment played with Awkward Age. And um, he'd also played in like New Bruises and the Holy Mountain. And oh, so in the I kind of, I didn't know that he, he drummed on the first Holy Mountain LP. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, cool. um, I mean, all of their LP shred, but yeah, that, that was the one that I picked up first. And then somebody told me that he was the drummer for that album. So then I was just like, well, he's kind of just like this guy I know. Like, let me just go say hi. And you is know? it, is it Matt or is it Matt? I, I know him on Facebook as Mac, but it, what, it's, what? it's Matt. Yeah. Okay. His, his name is, is Matt. Um, he's kind of nuts, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt is literally who's in, the nuttier in, in you Matt or him? world. Him for sure, man. Does he live in Orlando? He lives in Orlando. Like he rents a hotel here every time he comes here and plays, or did he, he just do he, it that he, night he, of the? He kind of just comes down to party down, man. <laughs> how did you, how did he enter the equation? A- a- him and Eric have been friends since high school, oh, okay. so they, they've known each other like the, the longest. I. W- he, Sides. He, he is out of his mind though. He is He's out of, out of out his out mind. Of his but mind. one of the things that I thought <laughs> one of one of the things that I thought was hilarious. You got to ask him to be on too. But one of the things that I thought was hilarious was that mind wash show that you guys did at Hooch and Hive, and his bass was fucked up, so he had to use the fretless bass from the uh, the Black Clash guy. First show back and, in a year. That and was- like. I would imagine as a bass player, like to just pick up a fretless bass oh, it's completely and completely different. Like, I mean, he did it. No, he's 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 a great bass player, man. He, he's a, he's a good songwriter too. But not only that, but if if I recall the action on that bass, it was like you could have slid like a fucking tennis racket between the strings and the neck on it. It, it looks pretty impossible. Like man, his hand had to be like yeah. cramped up uh, after. Yeah, no, he 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 definitely. If he wasn't arthritic, he is now. I thought it was both funny, <laughs> but also impressive because I was yeah. just like, fuck, you know, like. That's not easy to do what no. he did, and no, I thought that was no, pretty no. cool. So, I, I, I'm not sure if I if, if I knew the, knew those songs like that. And I had have you ever that, played I'm a fretless? Sure. I have not not for a band. I, yeah. just just like messing around. I actually uh, for for this tour with with Farseek had to. I'm using a five string, and I had to oh, like kind of. That's very. That's very. It's very different. Um, it's different. It's, it's and not it's that I had a divisive topic. It's it's not that I hadn't played one before, not for like a live setting, but just like messing around, but like actually using it in a, in a practical sense was was kind of like teaching myself something all over again really. yeah it was but it, it was fun and the bass lines are, are cool and i don't know once once you kind of reteach yourself something like that it's it, it hits even harder i don't know it's cool i've had a lot of heated conversations with local musicians about five string basses seven string guitars turntables and band like like there's 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 this deftones line in the sand that you <laughs> you either sit on one or the other side of it and uh so i'm i'm not a hater when it comes to trying out new things yeah. but you're somewhat more of a traditionalist no not necessarily even but i just when when something is bad to me personally and i really don't like what that band is trying to do 
or if I think it's kind of corny in a way or it just kind of takes away from your songwriting, then like I'm pretty blunt and upfront about it. You know what I mean? I had a conversation with Dimitri the other day about uh, Turnstile and I, I'm like really digging on their albums. He he's called them 311 for the something or other. And it, I mean, that's, that's funny. And I, it I completely I, I like took yeah. the wind out of my sails. I was just like, Oh, <laughs> so I think their, their new album's kind of cool. Um, influential. Wow. Influentially. Um, they have like flamenco in some of their songs. They have, they have some like worldly, like, I don't know, like jazz, flamenco, like Mamba almost kind of beats. And then it's, um, they're also drawing from like, like quicksand. It, uh, it reminds me of, of quicksand I, I, a lot. So uh, part and parcel of that conversation was Genghis Tron, Def he- Heaven, The Armed, Quicksand. And I was... The Armed is cool team. There's man. this yeah. kind of... I, I don't know if they all exist in the same space, but this kind of dreamy, synthy, upbeat, a little bit more esoteric, arty take on hardcore. And I'm digging it. I mean, they're... they're Death Heaven, I wouldn't call... I wouldn't I wouldn't put in that, that category. Um... I can see why why people would say that. Though. I mean, their new album is the Cure album. I, you know what? Actually, I'm I'm slacking, and I actually haven't listened to it. So, if maybe, you're a Cure fan, you got to listen yeah? to the new album. Okay, all right. But uh, I mean, to each their own. But I, what I dig about Turnstile is they. Uh, so it's funny. We were talking. I don't know if we were on or off yet, but we were talking about Agnostic Front and For my. Sure. One of I when I got into hardcore, it that was, was the first hardcore show I actually went to. Well, for me, it was, was Gorilla Biscuits. It okay. was sick yeah. of it all. Oh, it was yeah. Orange Nine Millimeter. Oh, they're great too. But like, apropos of something I can't talk about right now, that the 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 discussion of Agnostic Front came up, and I I I've kind of listened. I got the Age of Coral, the the new reprint of Age of Coral from Keith, and I've been listening to the Cro-Mags, but I hadn't listened to Agnostic Front in ages, and so I listened to their song. I I got a lawyer joke for you, by the way. Give it to me. What practice do you call a punk lawyer? What? Street justice. I love it. I might need to to work that into my marketing materials. um, Make it a brand. That's right. But I was listening to Agnostic Front, and some of these New York – hardcore Mm -hmm. it's just like crossover bands essentially well no but it's just like two on the nose for me it's like football chants it's like yeah you know some of it's just like okay that's what neighborhood you grew up in or okay don't come there after whatever you're gonna get beat or whatever you know i won't say anything about that to any of those guys in person but yeah no it is kind of like that. <laughs> so circling back to what i'm digging about these other bands is they've added some kind of musicality and some kind of upbeat I less you, i'm gonna yeah. beat your ass or yeah, don't come yeah, to my yeah. hood type of yeah, stuff yeah, I got and you. it's gotten a little bit and more artsy yeah, yeah. and i dig yeah, sure. I, I dig that i, I mean if you can man. mix the cure with the hardcore like Get back to me after you listen yeah, to yeah. Infinite Grand. Yeah, yeah, I will. But, um, I will for sure, man. So um, you go into drums with – was it – what was the name of the – I'm trying to – was it the – Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it was – I started with Laughing Gas. Then okay. I went to a hardcore band called Stay Away. Okay. And that was kind of just like a really punked out version of, I don't know, like Terror or, okay. or something like that. For sure. And then um, I actually dropped drums because I – playing out with drums is kind of a nightmare. And it's just not my favorite thing to play out in front of people. There's too much responsibility. It's it's just not my first instrument. Um, but yeah, after after Stay Away, I I didn't really I didn't even have a drum set for it for a while, and then just 
kind of just years through knowing these guys we we come to do wreath so uh right now what are you playing in you've got wreath you talked about touring with this other band what are like how many different projects are you in right now so i'm i'm that's the thing ivan uh really working on um as far as my musicianship goes for like the last like four or five years is i've been focusing more on being a song not like singer songwriter not like that genre but just being a songwriter in general and learning um you know just different ways to to crank out a song but have it be something that i want to listen to and that i'm satisfied with it's funny because so I'm, I'm i'm always writing yeah i i I have always been a huge music fan, but I've I've kind of approached it from the macro through the micro. And and so what I mean by that was until pretty recently, mm -hmm. while I would have called myself a music fan, I couldn't tell you anything about the local music scene. Like it was all national bands, you yeah, know, the man. bigger whatever. Yeah, yeah. And only kind of through and I've said this a million times, but through this podcast have gotten into what an amazing and deep and rich history and music there is locally. I mean, you know, now you've got Colonial Wound, you got Meat yeah. Wound, you got yeah, yeah, yeah. Path, you got Thunderclap, you got you guys, you got Vacancy, you got Horsewhip, you know, all all these different bands. So there's, I, I've I've been so amazed, and now it's very rare that I'm listening to national stuff. It's all these people that I can that's awesome, touch man. and no, and that's... meet and talk to. But yeah. then from there. You know, I don't know what drew me to. I, I think part of it was Greg, part of it was Elliot. But it was like, you know what? I should throw my hat in a ring and try this too. So we started a prisoner hostage, and yep, yep, yep. I've been the one writing the, the the lyrics, and it's opened my eyes up to drummers. Like, you got to pretty much practice where the fucking drummer lives because no one wants to move the drum set. So Dude, that's number awful. one. <laughs> So that's number one. Number two is every additional member you have in your band makes it that much harder to schedule a practice. And, and write with. And and write with. And as a singer, <laughs> you sit there with your fucking thumb up your ass the whole time. It's like, well, tell me when the song is done so I can write lyrics to it. Because until, sure. until we've settled on well, what the meat of this is. Right, right. You know, so, so I went from national acts to local acts to actually – being in a band and what that actually ends up sounding like still remains to be seen. But I've, I'm kind of learning all this stuff backwards or through a funnel, but no, it's given you, me an I appreciation. So, you know, I used to think that the singing was the, the throwaway, like, Oh, that's just some fucking idiot who gets up there and yells. No, and now it's like, dude, that, no, not that at all. It takes a lot out of you, man. To get past your ego and kind of be bare up there is one thing have to be vulnerable sure. to find a voice that is tr true like yeah. and not you aping this guy yeah, or that yeah. guy or the other thing writing lyrics that aren't dopey and like yeah you, you got you got to mean what you say and understanding phrasing and understanding breathing and understanding like I mean it's not it's, fucking easy at it's all it's not easy man it's it's literally like I I, I want to call it a mom's tale is is that kind of mentality to like harsh vocals yeah. There's like, oh, anybody can just go up there and yell like an idiot. That's that's mom's mom's super, mentality. <laughs> oh, it's super fucking hard. And I mean, I at this point am probably one of the most trained singers you will ever come into contact with. And what I mean by that is mm -hmm. I've dumped a ton of money and time into, into singing sing lessons, lessons where Ellie's like, well, no, I just fucking did it. And, yeah. and that's what most people did. Yeah. And despite <laughs> the amount of time and effort I'm put into it, it's still dog shit. And so, but it's, it's, it's just funny to me I get because you, man. it's uh but it, it, 
I've, I now appreciate it on a different level than I had. Yeah. And the yeah, same yeah, yeah. happened to me with drumming. I got really into this podcast, this crash bang boom podcast, which I've talked to other drummers about, but it's, it's all metal hardcore drummers and they okay. all come in. And I, I learned about like how people like to set up their kit and what pieces they like in their kit and how high their seat is definitely and, have some and whether they do rudiments or they don't do rudiments or what they do for stretching or what they do for fitness. And, you know, like I was talking to Alex Bond from Horsewhip and he was talking to great me drummer, about great drummer. killing it on the, the treadmill, keeping his cardio up and all this other stuff. And yeah. He's a lot more dedicated in that sense than I am to drumming. I'm not, I'm not that dedicated when it comes to drumming. But I'll, it's, I'll practice, but it, it is admirable. But for the uninclined or the person who doesn't know anything sure. to watch a drummer versus knowing what you guys are actually doing, oh, it's yeah. just like uh, a whole different world. So anyway, yeah, for so, sure. So uh, Wreath, um, earlier this this year, I dropped a demo where I drummed and did vocals. What was that called? It's called First Time Joy. And it's with my uh, my same friend Cameron, who plays in Farseek now. And it's kind of like uh Is it Bandcamp or Spot? Is there anywhere I can hear it? It's on there, there's on Bandcamp. You can you can pull up the demo. Say the name one sure. more time. First time joy. Okay, go ahead. And it's kind of like a, an uh like an ode to like majority rule and page ninety nine and like those styles of like original screamo, emo, hardcore bands. Mm-hmm. Um not the sense that you would use scream or emo and like you're just giving me a the, 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 the mall term. You're giving me a palette, you know, a, you know, <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah like page ninety nine, Orchid, uh, Majority Rule. Um, there's even some like kind of like crusty kind of influence in in some of the songs. I don't know. It's one of the, one of the Orchid people, a producer on Wreath, or, or uh, no, he, I, th- I think Will mastered one of our records. Okay, I think he he. he I knew he, there was some connection. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the guitarist of 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 yeah of orchid um yeah he um he masters okay for, for sure i i know he has a studio too i'm not the i don't know the full extent of his work sure but yeah i know i know for sure he did that um i'm doing so th- i'm doing an emo band right now with my friend josh who plays in a band called uh point of contact he also plays in uh in a band called contention and both of those bands are very excellent if you're into like I love, I, I love, I want, I've always Heavy had this idea hardcore. of uh-huh. downloading these podcasts into some kind of program that will create a bibliography of musical references for people to be like, able like to follow. Like an algorithm or a tree? I, well, there's, <laughs> my marketing guy in the firm always tells uh-huh. me that I, I can download uh, my podcast and there's some way that it, it can actually dictate it. Then if I could from, from that, pull all the band names for sure. and create a, you know, See also, you know, you might also like the type of thing. But the guy from Hate Five Six, if you've ever looked oh, yeah, at any of his sure. videos, he he literally has created single handedly that algorithm from his website. I love that. I love he that. He literally, it's it's like a giant celestial looking family tree where it algorithms what videos you're watching or what bands you're interested in, and they'll give you like a, you know, also check out this or these members were in this band kind of a thing. So, what's the name of the screamo emo theme you're doing with him? Uh, so the screamo emo thing was, uh, was first time joy, which is, okay. which we just talked about. This is a different, this is more like nineties alternative rock kind of emo. Give me a, give me a. Kind of like sunny day real estate. Oh, okay, for sure. Uh, Texas is the reason the promise ring. Okay. Um, we also kind of have like a hum influence. Okay. Um, that band hasn't dropped anything yet, but November 1st on Sunday drive records, um, do we have a name for it yet? Yeah, the band's called The Arrival Note. 
the arrival note. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, you you can't find it anywhere, but the the demo is dropping November first, and it's uh, Sunday Drive Records. That's awesome. Now you're, is it Farseek? Farseek is uh, Cameron's band, and that's who I am touring with. Yes. How do you, how do I spell Farseek? Exactly how, how, how far exactly okay. but all all one word. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's and no, are they no on Bandcamp or Spotify? Oh or yeah, anything? man. He he has uh, Spotify and and Bandcamp all. Okay. And then what else? Wreath and is that is that the so in in the works? I have I mean like like I said earlier, huge Cure fan that led me down to you know listening to like synth pop bands uh, and eventually like with the whole dark wave thing resurfacing. Um, from hardcore, what my favorite hardcore band is American Nightmare, and mm-hmm. he also does Cold Cave. And I've also, you know, like he has obviously a huge Depeche Mode and like Tears for Fears kind of like thing you, you, influence. You, so you I, ha- I have a sorry, you have a kinship with the Nervous Girls. I I I, I divined a little bit. They were kind of <laughs> giving you a hard time at that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we we, we kind of just all roast each other. Well, the, yeah. their new album has gotten to be very kind of it's, it's getting my like bloody about Yeah, it's getting pure. like cocktail twins kind of yeah. kind of vibes from it for sure. So that's cool as well. Now I also know because we've talked about it on a few occasions that you've got kind of a kind of a crusty, uh, you know. We we've talked about Napalm Death. We've talked. Oh about yeah, that, that's that's more so just for me, just being a metal fan. Like, dip, but dip, have you dipping my about- toes in like the crusty like side of metal? Um, honestly, man, I just don't really like playing like really? that, that consistently fast anymore. Like, like my arms just like tire out too easy, and like I'm just not that super into playing fast like that all the time. That being said, uh, I do have. <laughs> Another side side project that where we've we kind of wrote a, started writing a couple of months ago called uh, Zorn. It's X O R N, and that's like a a Rise era Sepultura kind of like crossover band that, that I'll amazing. be playing guitar for. Um, hasn't recorded anything. No no dates on that either. Any but homage to John Zorn or completely different? It's actually an X Men reference. Okay, yeah. So what are you listening? <laughs> what are you listening to these days? I mean. Who, who are you? Who are you hyped on right now? Uh, let me see, man. Um, well, like like I was, I was talking about my friends' band Contention earlier. They're kind of they're kind of a throwback to uh, the the Euro band Archangel, and kind of remind me of early All Out War or like Halo and a Haystack era Converge. So like Slayer Core, if you mm-hmm. will. Uh, they released their their new EP uh, a couple of weeks ago, and that that album's just been slapping for me. Um, besides that, uh, Peter Murphy, the, the singer from Bauhaus, his, mm-hmm. his solo stuff is, is, is great. It's, it's always a go-to of mine. Um, Blood Incantation. Have you heard, oh, heard sure. that band yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of all over, all over the map. Like, I love it. Truly. Like, it's like death metal and then yeah. like synth pop and then, um. They put out a, a really, like, now, was it 2019? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the history of the human race, yeah, that, or, or whatever it's called. That album is. You know how I found my way to that album uh, is uh, Wilco. No Wil- way. Wilco. Okay. Wilco every year lists like its top 10 or top 20 albums of that year, and they're and that, all that over was the map. That was one of them on there. That's pretty cool. Which you would never. <laughs> no, no, ever put the two of them together. But that's how I found my way there. Yeah, no, that's that, that's wild for sure, man. Um, also, kind of had like a. I don't know, just like Europop phase. Like, okay. I was, you know, Mike Ramondi? 
No, I can't. I can't say. He was in Empire Cinema, and he's been in, in a couple of other things. Okay, he's got I, a big, I think I know who he is. But yeah, you've I don't, you've, you've seen. He I've was definitely at, seen him. He was at that Hooch and Hive show. He and Demetrius in together. I, but I believe um, it. I believe it. He and I are are both like huge John Frusciante fanboys. We we're huge Red Hot Chili Pepper John Frusciante. Got you. I, I mean more like uh, like the sneaker pimps. Kind no, of no, no, no. Like I'm not. I'm okay, not using. Cool. I got you. <laughs> no, no, no. Not not saying that's what it is. He, I got you. I he's got somebody you. that you you need to talk to because okay. he'll, he'll go down that hole with you oh but, for sure I but got he you. and i yeah, just yeah. happen to have a shared peppers uh fanboy thing and then i already said cock two twins earlier definitely on, on a cock two twins kind of kick too i always like to ask people uh first concert best concert first and my best or not that you played in first yeah. first that you went to okay, so most f- favorite that you went to oh man um so the first that i went to that was like of a decent size was, I want to say it was that awful early two thousands band, uh, Alistair, and they're opening for for Lesson Jake. So it was okay. it was Lesson Jake at Janice when I was like twelve or thirteen. Janice, the old Janice was so huge in my. I mean, that's where I I saw Lesson Jake. I, I there. saw a lot of shows. There. I saw Mighty Mighty Boston's there oh, multiple awesome. multiple times. I never got to see them. Um, I saw Guar there multiple times. That's cool too, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty 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 interesting so then best show best show is that's hard man um there's been so many good ones you know like well I, no one's just, gonna you pick one um you can pick two all right all right so the time i saw hum in atlanta that okay. was that was great uh i saw the cure in miami a couple of years ago really? that was yeah that was that was did they play awesome. old stuff or was it it was three hours of, of just pure everything. bliss and gold. It, it was, was a Bruce Springsteen, Tom Petty, just it, playing the entire catalog. It was literally just Bobby Smith just rocking the fuck out, and it was great. That's awesome. Um, and actually, a couple of years back, I took Elliot to see Nine Inch Nails on Halloween. Oh yeah. Um, and we had pit tickets, and that was that was really cool. I saw them with uh, Queens of the Stone Age oh, and Death from Above. Nineteen. Oh, that's such a cool yeah, show. That's yeah, a great it was show. A badass show. Have you have you seen the concert uh, All They Leave Behind or in All They the concert it's from the Fragile era I can't, I can't say I can't say that I is one of the that. best concert films ever it's on YouTube you got to you got to see probably my favorite album it. by him too I yeah. just, so I'll definitely have to check that out Yeah um what about with 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 Reith is there a one that stuck out as far as who you played with or just the crowd being hyped or Um Honestly man we've only had like one kind of slower show mm-hmm. and even then it was still like we made friends with the other band mm-hmm. uh plaque marks mm-hmm. they were from philly i'm pretty sure they just moved to austin or some of them live in austin now or whatever um but besides that man like it's it's kind of like a blessing to They've be honest all been great is that pretty much every reach show we've had like is at least over 35 people you know and every and every you guys crowd. just put out a new ep too right we just put out a single. So it's was a, it a single. I thought there was a couple songs on there. There's two. Two. So, okay. A hardcore single. Yeah. A hardcore single. One, okay. one on one on one side, one yeah, on the other. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys writing at all or? Um, we keep mentioning that we want to do an LP. Um, and I keep mentioning that I want us to like plan out some like writing sessions. 
Well, you guys got really fucked because you dropped your album like right at the beginning of COVID. Yeah, and tour behind it because we couldn't tour behind it. But l- luckily, people were uh, were still just buying up the tapes from uh, from from Keith. Well, it's cool that so. you guys kind of occupy a very singular space on that label because that label is not really a <laughs> hardcore. It's not a hardcore label. label at all whatsoever. So you guys have the floor uh, with that label with your band. I think I, that's pretty cool. Yeah. No. Um. And shout-outs to Keith for, uh, for helping us out with that uh, and he just being a, a good human overall. And uh, Keith's been a, a mentor of my, like, he's... Pogo's also an excellent band, too. So well, very much, but I... That. But, yeah, on top of that, he's a great guy. He's always the one who talks me out of my bad ideas. I'm like, yeah, I think we should press this band. And he's like, okay, do you have five grand you want to piss on? And do you have a, a, yeah. an extra room in your house you want to store a bunch of boxes? Yeah, of yeah. <laughs> he's always talking me out of my my ideas, but that's good. I, you need people like that in your Punk life. rock philanthropist over here. Um, so uh, shows coming up that local. I, I I just saw, I just, who, which, I know you guys just played with Horsewhip, but you guys, uh-huh. what else do you got coming up? Um, Just Fest. Oh yeah, that we, should be interesting. We got we got fest we're playing. Are you gonna do is now pre fest? Is that what's the story there? Is that happening? Are you guys? I have no idea, man. Um, I don't think there's like too much pre fest going on this year. I saw an announcement about it. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, man, I'm kind of even though I'm, I'm very immersed in the DIY world, I don't really pay attention to fest sure. that much unless sure. i'm playing i know well, this that is your kind fir- of arrogant is this your, this is wreath's first time this is wreath's first time but playing not your fest. first time at not fest? my first time playing fest who where who did you play with so we played uh me and woody played in a, in a ska core band called oh. station cases okay and uh we we played a set and then we also the same year did uh an against all authority cover set oh very cool so i guess it's third time playing fest i got tickets but all my favorite bands are like saturday morning or sunday night and i got a three-year-old and a seven-year-old it's halloween so i'm like I, yeah yeah take them out i don't know <laughs> yeah no we'll have to see but Pe- anyway. people dress up they're friendly <laughs> i appreciate you coming by i'm sorry i screwed up on wednesday i thought i knew to tell you to come <laughs> by so um my bad i there. get it you're your you're dad with uh with a whole law firm so. and i have covid brain too don't you know i'm way past it but oh yeah no you're, you're, you're I, fine i have, you're I have fine. brain fog still from my my bout with covid so. you got it man you gotta you gotta pick it up and you know just just keep trying to mentally complete yourself after that so i get it so uh Please, if you don't know who Wreath is, please seek them out. They're on all streaming platforms. These other bands that he's mentioned that he's either been in or is about to be in, check them out. Uh, if you live in the Heights or in the downtown area, go by Shuffle. It's a rad spot, and you can find them there, tending bar on, on certain nights. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun place, and uh, thank you so much for coming by. Of course, of course. Thanks for having right. me.